Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Episode 51. 5 1. What's going on? Well, uh, what's going on is we are, we are the, the Run, Run Duo. Duo. I'm Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. Oh, man. Yes. How's your two weeks been? It's been busy. Busy two weeks. Busy two weeks, oh, but we it's gonna going get, good. We're going to get into your little business. <laughs> yes. But before we do week. that, yes. we do have a guest yes. on the show, Amanda Brooks. Yes. Wrote a book. She's got blogs. She's got a website. Y'all don't want to miss this you, interview. You got to listen to her. And then, you know, when you hear her website, you got to go. She's going to be coming to Atlanta. We're going to talk about that. Yes. So definitely, definitely a great interview. Yes, yes, yes. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> India Cook. Yes. Give us the news, girl. <laughs> All right. So I am super excited to, to announce that I am a 2020 Atlanta Track Club ambassador. What? Yes. What? I am so excited. And I know some people are like, oh, you, you've been announcing all these ambassadorships. But I don't know what it is. But this one, not no, I do know what it is. This one <laughs> is the one that just top the cake um so i am really really excited about being a part of atlanta track club and now being an ambassador and just being able to give back to the community i've been a um, long time atlanta track club member um i pay my money every year I, the peachtree row race is my favorite race and it's just time for me to be able to give back and just show the goodness that atlanta has she is going to give us all the lowdown of what's going on behind the scenes at the Atlanta Track Club. So stay tuned for all of that. You all will definitely know about the races that are coming up and things that are happening. So I am really excited. So, yes, I will be flooding your timeline with Atlanta Track Club juiciness. Um, so I'm really, really excited. I'm excited, so, too. Yes. I can't wait to see you at the expo. <laughs> yes, I will be out there. So, of course, 2020, I decided that it is time for me to get more involved in the community, doing more, giving back, allowing people to see my face and allowing my sunshine to shine and just... <laughs> I know that sounds so cheesy, but I have a lot no, to give. I have a lot to give. So I just feel like I just need to be able to give that to other people and show people what I do because I'm an Atlanta Track Club member. I do. Atlanta Track Club is what I do. Um, half of my races of the year are usually Atlanta Track Club mm -hmm. races. And we need more people to be involved and engage with Atlanta Track Club and just being able to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, so. I mean, we got people on the board. We got the ambassador. Yes. January is an ambass ambassadress yes. as well. Yes. I was surprised January. when I saw her picture. And congratulations. I, like, okay. I don't think Terry has announced it, but I put him on front street. He's a second year ambassador, okay. so Terry. And, of course, we have um, Darrell um, that is on the board. So it's just, you know. It's just goodness. Doing big things in goodness, the run community. Goodness, Doing goodness big things is in the run definitely community. happening. So, um, good big things are coming, and you know a lot of other great ambassadorships that I have. So it's just it's happening in 2020. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> That's good to hear. So, what else is going on besides that? You were uh, you were out at um the race on what was that Saturday? Mm -hmm. You were out at the race on Saturday. Yes. Um, what was that one called? So the Heart and Souls Heart 5K, Soul. yeah. which was put on obviously by Atlanta Track Club. Obviously. So Heart and Souls, <laughs> Heart and Souls 5K was a very good race. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. It was. I heard it was a, a lot flatter than it has been in the past. Yes. Yeah, so I haven't run that race in a while. That's uh -huh. usually not one that's on my um, direct list that I go to. But it was a good one, and because they changed it, it was on a trail. So majority of the race yeah. was on a trail, and not it was. On a paved trail. Okay. Um, so mm -hmm. it was on a trail. So it was a it was a pretty good route. Not much incline at all. You know, it had yeah, some inclines, yeah. but not, you know, not the mountainous hills that we usually observe. Was some, I was seeing some fast times being put down. I did yes. notice that. So that's yes. that's really great. Um, because yeah. that's part of their Grand Prix. Um, mm -hmm. so if you are a member, you can run for free. Yes, definitely. So that is one of the many races that Atlanta Track Club puts on for free um, throughout the year. So definitely check out their website. There's some good good things going on. And this past week was the last weekend that you could have um, become an Atlanta Track Club member and gotten to guaranteed entry into the Peachtree Road Race. But now there still is an option to get in with the lottery. So exactly. you all be hearing me promote that. And, of course, I'll let you guys know when guaranteed entry opens up. Perfect. What else you got going on? Because I don't do nothing. I, just, I live through you. I just, I wait at this table mm -hmm. until Tuesdays to see what India did that week. 
Um, so I also recently have been welcomed onto the runner um, team and for 2018 and that's R um i didn't know that a lot of people probably have seen their their apparel that's their out because uh-huh. they are a gear mm-hmm. company that's here based in atlanta their profits go back to um track track and um track and field as well as other running engagements for children so they're trying to get children more engaged into the sport and make sure that they have gear and things of that nature so I'm a part of their 2020 team so we actually have run groups that we do on Sundays it's not every single Sunday but throughout the year on Sundays and you know we'll be doing some volunteer um, things as well so it's basically an apparel company um hats but they have a a run but we do have run group meetups. Okay. Yes. Is yes. it in the same place or they do it in they, different? They change up the, okay. the, the okay. place all the time. So the last one was last weekend and we were at basically ran around Piedmont Park area. So, okay. yeah. Cool. So you'll be seeing me doing some engaging and entertaining with runner. Um, she burning it on both ends. Yes. So you will <laughs> definitely see that. And of course, Honey Stinger, Orgain, um, Boko and Noon. So I'm an ambassador for those as well. Perfect. Perfect. So that's what I'm doing. Staying busy and putting, you know, getting my service in for 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Good to hear. Good to hear. And of course, consistently running, which has got me sleepy. Um, Yeah, she real tired today, (laughs) y'all. I sound upbeat, guys, but I am struggling. <laughs> I am tired. Now, I'm not trying to get into a, another conversation about shoes. Yes, because we can talk about it all the dude, time. Well, everybody talks about it. Every, you know, ever since, you know, the World Athletic talked about banning them. Well, shoot, ever since the Nike Vaporfly came out or 4% came out, mm-hmm. we talk about shoes a lot. But I did want to just say real quick, because they did, the World Athletic did come up with their rules, I guess. For the shoes. So basically, um, stack height was the thing that they went with. Mm-hmm. So stack height and that you can only have one um, plate in the shoe itself. So the stack height, I think they say was 40 something millimeters or something like that. But the only shoe that it's really affecting is the shoe that Kipchoge wore to run the sub two. Right. Like the all the rest of the vapor flies are, are for vapor four percent of the next percent. All that is still gonna be legal Freaking. to run in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um for the Olympics. Because actually after we talked about it, I was like, wait a minute, if they're gonna do something, they need to do it quick because mm-hmm. you gotta give people time to adjust. So they're gonna be running the Olympics or in a trial or whatever. Right. Um the other big thing was after April thirtieth, you can't the elites anyway cannot run in shoes that have not been reasonably available on the market, basically where you can go online or whatever and buy them Mm -hmm. for four months. So we won't, we will no longer be seeing these prototype shoes debuts at races at races anymore. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'm I'm not positive about this part, but I think they also stated that anytime that you do come up with these new shoes, you're supposed to present it to them Mm -hmm. so they can verify, okay, this is within, you know, legal size and all that good stuff. So um, that was pretty much it. I'm happy yeah. um, with it. You know, I'm happy they didn't take any, you know, they didn't try to go back to the Olympics and take any medals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy that they have actually put out what is actually legal. So it's no more of this. Oh, well, he's cheating or whatever. Pretty much it sounds like what they said is like you were saying, the cat's out the, the bag, you know, the genie's out the bottle. Mm-hmm. We can't put it back in at this point. So we're just going to stop it here Mm -hmm. and kind of regulate it from here going on. Right. I mean, and I think we, as we talk about all the time, it's the continuous enhancement of technology. So I think at the end of the day, everybody else just has to step up. Eh, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> anyway, is increasing, so there's yeah, gonna be some changes. That's technology all. Technology is increasing. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and also, basically, over the last few months, it's pretty much been proven that every um running shoe company has come out with their own version anyway. Right. So everybody's pretty much going to be on the same playing field. Pretty much by the time the Olympics get here. Right. Definitely. Brooks just la- it will be launching a shoe very soon. Um, and, of course, it they are saying that it's comparable to the Vaporfly. And it's the Hyperion Elite. Um, mm-hmm. And it de- de- definitely has the foam as well as a carbon plate. So, of course, we know that Hoka already had one with a carbon plate. And, you know, everybody's just coming out with their own version. And it's just all about what can you do in this shoe and how, how good is the athlete at the same time. Because we can't forget that piece. I think sometimes we get overwhelmed by the shoe talk, but we have to realize that the athlete has to be putting forth some some work as well. These shoes aren't 
machines. Well, no, machine. <laughs> well, that's the point. We don't want machines yeah, that are machines. Yeah, that's exactly. the whole point of why they're um, kind of regulating it at this point. But that's pretty much the shoe thing. I'm good with it. Now let's get on to London and see what happens uh, Happens there. So you think that uh, you think that Kichogi's just going to put on a show? Old, a a show? show? I'm you know what? I'm really she- interested now that they've... Because I really didn't... I, I Honestly, I... And I don't think a lot of runners care that he was wearing, you know, non-qualifying shoes when he mm-hmm. ran up. Because the whole thing was set up for him just to show... That it was possible. They weren't non-qualifying at the time. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> they were. Okay. Um, no, I don't think anybody, you know, really cared. Mm-hmm. Because they it, knew that he was, as yeah. an athlete, he was amazing. It could put down a time in anything. Well, I, I and it's, you know, it was closed course. He's got pacers, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I think is going through Kipchoge's mind. Okay. Oh, so you saying it was the shoes? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what y'all saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going through his mind. Mm-hmm. And you think he's gonna show out? He's gonna I be think like, he gonna try these to shoes. Sh- exactly. I can oh. do this barefoot. <laughs> what? Yes, because I am just the bomb athlete. Yeah, I think he's. I think that's how he's thinking. I think just. I mean, you know, I don't hear a whole lot of interviews with him, mm-hmm. but it's just funny. Some. I think if you catch him right after a race. He gives you that real. Mm-hmm. I think if you get him, you know, just in a studio or something, he's a little more, yes, hi, how you doing? Yeah. But I think right after the he's race, humble. He's, he's real charged up, and mm-hmm. he'll give you some. He likes a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think that when you are an elite athlete, or any athlete, you don't even have to be elite, but when you have that fire behind you and you like a challenge, that's the mentality that you have to have. Yeah, so, so. I, I think he in his, in his mind, he's like, okay, I'm not going to say nothing. But I'm going to show you. Right. You know. Well, I'm so, excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm wondering which Bikele is going to show up. Is it <laughs> is it going to be the one that ran in Berlin or is it going to be the one? It's going to be the one that ran in Berlin. You don't know. I feel like it. <laughs> you feel like it? I hope it is because that would definitely. I think it's going to be a show down to the wire. That, yeah. Okay. So, to the tape. To the tape. To the tape. You don't think so? We'll I, I don't know because I Tommy been I, acting I, like he didn't want to give any predictions on London yet until no it gets until we get a little closer. Okay, I mean number one the shoe thing was one thing I wanted to see. Yeah, which honestly really because they both are Nike athletes, so they they're gonna wear the same shoes probably anyway. So it really doesn't matter. Um, shoot, we don't know. There might be somebody like a dark horse out of nowhere because you these two are know. yeah these two There's racing been each some other. Good debut marathoners coming out the blocks. Not so it's coming out the woodworks lately. So, so you never know. So, but I mean, it's just definitely going to be a, a, a fun, a fun race to watch. But yes. we got a great race going to be here in Atlanta yes. before that one. So exciting. So the marathon Olympic trials are going to be here in Atlanta. We have what? Three weeks. Super, super excited. So the week of February, this 27, 28, 29th, 29th, that whole weekend, it's just going to be amazing. I'm excited. There's events that'll be going on here in Atlanta and it's just, going to be a sight to see to see all of the elites and just amazing runners hitting the Atlanta streets it's kind of nice to see how you know as runners of course we're excited about it but Mm -hmm. I've heard other people even at my job like that's going to be really cool like this one Mm -hmm. guy's like gonna bring his kid out yeah as you should if I had kids he'll be right out look 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 what you (laughs) are looking at because I've never seen a marathon trial like I wasn't in Houston I didn't do I just didn't do any of that and so the fact that it's here in Atlanta it's going to be amazing yeah yeah Yeah, so and it's I like you know I want to get I want to get somewhere on the loop part so I can see him more than once and Mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing and I hope it's a good trial I hope it is a kind of a down to the wire. I hope, you know, it's going to, I hope that it's a showdown. Like you said, it's going to yeah. be good. I know that Atlanta track club is doing very well, like putting on trying to organize it to make sure that it's amazing weekend. And I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And you know, of course the, you know, after it, there's going to be another great race the next day. Right. So the Publix Marathon, Half Marathon, and 5K takes place on March 1st, which is the Sunday after, which is the day after the Olympic trials, the Marathon Olympic trials. So if you are coming into Atlanta or if you live in Atlanta, the hype, the just the excitement that you're going to have after seeing the elites would be great to do on that race. So I'll be running the 5K. Tommy, are you running? I don't know yet. Hadn't decided yet. But I'll yeah. be doing the 5K. And, of course, I'll be out there cheering. cheering so... Definitely come on out. It's going to be an amazing weekend. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I know that a lot of the trials, individuals that are, not a lot, it was 
27 of them qualifiers of the Olympic trials actually ran in the San Francisco half that took place. Um, that took place a couple of weekends ago. And it just, we just really want to ensure that everyone is in tip top shape. They're trying to fit, see how they're feeling. There's a lot of people that's been training in high altitude and Hills to get ready for the Hills of Atlanta. So it's just been great to follow some of the elite runners uh, in preparation for the trials. And, you know, honestly, you're going to get a lot of, you know, even if they're not runners, you're going to get a lot of people from the running community mm-hmm. that are going to be in town mm-hmm. for that. Well, yes. at least U.S. running community anyway. Definitely, definitely. You're going to have a lot of people that just want to come that are that can pop a squat on the, on the couch of a someone that lives in Atlanta so that they can <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the weekend because I'm sure hotel costs are skyrocketing. We're going to be like New York, like when New York has a marathon. Yes. That's going to be us. Yes. That's going to be us. Gonna be We're going to be the center of the running mm-hmm. world. People are, people that don't know about running that are going to be downtown that weekend are be like, what is going on? <laughs> they are not going to know what is going on, but it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, so. most definitely. Yes. Most definitely. So I don't want to end this episode before I say huge congratulations to the Black Ice project um if you've been following us for a while you know that we interviewed some individuals that are part of black ice and black ice project was 20 it was initially 30 individuals it went down 30 20 excuse me 27 individuals that went and ran the white continent half marathon and full marathon in antarctica um this took place last weekend they ran in chile and then they also ran um in antarctica and it was seven of them that finished um that did their seventh continent which is an amazing job so of course heather king was the lead of that um and facilitating it and it's just amazing because they made history tommy it was 27 of them the largest group of african-american individuals to touch the continent of antarctica yes Definitely. So, um, I think that it's it's just amazing. And, you know, the temps were like 15 degrees. It felt like 15 degrees. Elevation was ridiculous. But they conquered. They did. Everybody came out good. Safe travels. They had safe travels. And it was just great. So congratulations for everyone that was involved in Black Ice Project and making that history. Exactly. So, I mean, we go everywhere to run. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't keep us off a continent. No. No. I mean, at the end of the day, it's. You know, it's all fair game, and we continue to make history and show people that if you run, you're a runner, and you can do it wherever you want to. So, congratulations. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's – are we ready for um, I think Amanda? we're ready. Y'all really want to hear Amanda Brooks' interview, so stay tuned for all that. All right. We're going to bring her on. What's up, guys? So we have an amazing guest today. We have Amanda Brooks. She is a whole bunch of everything. <laughs> Journalist, runner, run coach, just amazing. I ran, I came across her Instagram page, Run to the Finish, and I've been hooked ever since. Great tips and everything. So welcome, Amanda. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, of course, Amanda, I came across your Instagram page. And when I say it was a plethora of information and, of course, subscribe to your website. And I just love that you give tips, tricks, education, and you not only talk about running but you also talk about the kind of the mentality of running and the 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 headspace that you have to be in to be a runner but before we get into all that tell us a little bit about yourself how did you get started sure so I was a journalism major in college and that's what I always thought I wanted to do I was gonna work at a newspaper and pretty much as I was graduating I realized I could never be that person that's like your house just burned down. Tell me how you're feeling. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not going to work. And mm-hmm. my parents were like, writers don't make money. So I went into <laughs> an entirely different field. Um, and I think that probably worked out well for me. I learned so much business stuff. But on the side, blogs were becoming a thing. So this was way back in 2007. And I just thought, oh, I need some running friends. I don't know anybody who runs. So I'm going to try this blog thing and see if I find kind of a community. And I did quickly found a community online and over time just kind of kept writing. And eventually my journalism side really took over. And I was like, oh, I want to write like real 
stuff like mm-hmm. articles and things I research and talk to experts. And, you know, I feel very lucky that, you know, I had those skills. They kind of came together and I was able to really turn all of it into a business. And, and as you know, now a book. So nice. I'm pretty, I feel very lucky. Nice. Okay, so how do you think you found your niche or do you feel like you have a niche with your running or what do you feel like is kind of your space that you use with? Yeah, I so I really say I talk to the middle of the pack um, and I think we're kind of the runners that get forgotten a lot of the time. We're the runners who call ourselves too slow, even though we are literally in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I love sort of talking to those people and the people who even they've been running for two or three years and I still hear them refer to themselves as a beginner or very new. And I'm like, Oh, you have so much more knowledge and experience than you realize. Um, and I get excited to talk to them because they have questions and I love answering those or just kind of making sure they really own how incredible it is that they choose to put on their shoes and go do something that is hard. It mm-hmm. is hard, no matter how long you've been running. It's yes. Still yes. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Sometimes I feel like I'm a newbie to it. Like it's my first, yes. you know, yes. first day out there and it's been some years for me, but it's feel like it's the first yeah. day. Now, Amanda, I mean, I, I heard you say that, okay, I, you started the blog to find running friends and, you know, find a community, but what actually, were you already running at this point or that the first time you actually started running? Did you start running as a kid or where did you get into it? Yeah, I got into it kind of end of college. So I had always played sports, but I mean, the only time I ran was pretty much if we were being punished. And so I hated it. <laughs> like That was my only association. It was like, oh, we have to run laps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I genuinely remember faking knee pain to get out of running. <laughs> and then in college, some friends were going to do a race and I just wanted to be part of it. Everything about it sounded fun. They seemed like they were having fun. And so I just started running. So my first race, um, was when I was a junior in college and I did a half marathon. Oh, okay. Very cool. first race, yeah. half marathon. You didn't even start at Very- 5K, Amanda. <laughs> nope. <laughs> went straight, which is why I've always said I run far, not fast. <laughs> That's great. That's that sounds great. like me. I started with a 10K. People are like, no, 5K. No, I started at a 10K. It's kind of funny, Amanda, because you talk about use of fake knee pains. Now you have a website telling people how to get rid of knee pains. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, I had knee surgery a couple years oh, ago wow. from... Uh-huh. From a trampoline accident. Mm. And so it was amusing leading up to it because I was trying to find ways to run through the pain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, how the tables have turned. Right. Yes, definitely, definitely. Definitely. So how'd you overcome that? And how was it, you know, having knee surgery and being a runner at the time? Like what, how did you kind of sit with that on a daily day basis? Because, you know, it's kind of hard when we as runners get injured or have to take a seat. It can be sometimes be very difficult for us. It's, it's a really big mental process. And I think I was very lucky that I had written about a lot of things. I had talked to a lot of people. And for some reason, this time around, I was just able to sort of take the perspective of like, I'm going to record all of this. So I'm going to talk about everything in a way that's going to help other people who may have to deal with this. And then for myself, coming back from the injury, I just looked at every single step forward as something to celebrate. So Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time telling myself, like, this is not about where you were. This is about where you are right now. And it kind of allowed me to almost have that feeling of being a beginner again. Mm -hmm. And where you just, you get to be like, oh my God, I made it to the end of the block. And like, that is a victory Mm -hmm. lap, you know? But after we've been running for so many years, we kind of like, oh, I only did a mile today. Oh, I only had time for two miles. And Mm -hmm. suddenly it's like, it's not good enough. And I was able to kind of go back and re-get all of that. Like, gosh, anything I do is amazing right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) 
I think as runners, we also get into an expectation of if we've run, if we've been running for five years or 10 years, it's almost like in our mind, we expect to be at a certain pace or we expect to have had a certain amount of accolades. Like we expect to have run this many marathons. And it's like, you know what? Not everybody wants to be a marathoner. Not everybody wants to run half marathons. You know, if you run, you're a runner. And I know you definitely just talk about that a lot. Yes. And I think that you're exactly right. It's that expectation. And unfortunately, that expectation kind of takes away some of the joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a lot of the reason I talk about like not being so focused on our watch and things like that. Because I mean, we don't have to run, we could get exercise a million different ways. So if Mm -hmm. you're going to do it, we might as well enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what I mean, of course, you, you ran, you, you told us how you kind of, you know, got into it. But may, what made you turn that corner from being, hey, I'm going to run for myself to, hey, I want to show people how they can get better, Throw, show the middle of Packers how to get could get better. What what did something happen that made you decide to do that? So about 2012. So I had been doing the blog for about five years at that point. I had been running all these challenges for free and like I would have a thousand people sign up Mm, (laughs) Wow! um, a it was a lot of work for free but I also was really excited about being able to answer questions and help people and so then I went and got my personal training certification just to make sure I was also correctly answering exactly yeah Yeah. um and I kind of hit this tipping point of like, man, I either have to like go all in on this or I kind of have to stop because it's taking so much time. And I decided to kind of give run to the finish as a business a year to see if it would work. And that was really my chance to kind of dive in and find that voice and figure out how I could share information in a way that I found useful um, and in something that would resonate if I was trying to find help Gotcha. Totally makes mm-hmm. sense. So now, I mean, as a runner and also having run to the finish, what do you say is your favorite distance? Do you still feel like you dive into your own personal running and doing a lot of races? Or do you, do you feel like you're more of a just an everyday runner and not doing as many races as you used to? So in general, I'm the person who probably runs maybe two races a year. I've never been someone who like loves to race per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that was because I would put a lot of pressure on myself about those races. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little better about that now. I can just go race and have fun. But for a long time, it was like, ooh, if I'm going to hit that start line, like I better be all there. And so it was like, man, mm-hmm. but I really like to run. And sometimes that focus was taking the fun away. Um, so yeah, I'm still kind of that way. I like to do a couple races a year. I like to make sure that in between I'm just, I run for me. I run about the same mileage, whether I'm training specifically or not, um, because I just enjoy it. Nice. And is there a particular distance that you prefer? The half marathon really is my favorite partially because like it's long enough that it gives me a good excuse to travel, but not so long that you need a lot of recovery so I can enjoy wherever we travel to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Definitely. A lot of times you travel and do a full and you're like out for the next day. Yeah, you see no, you do no sightseeing. <laughs> you do none. You're like, we're doing what? No, I want to sleep all day. And it's like, you didn't yeah. travel to do that. That yep. totally makes sense. And I think it's great that you acknowledge that you're not always racing. I think when general population think about runners also being racers and there's there's two different populations with that I mean there's people that don't race at all and that's fine you're still a runner you're you're, it doesn't make you a runner just because you also race and I think that is a totally different categories that people seem to like to lump together yeah and I think you know especially for a very long time I don't get it as much now because people just kind of know but when you're starting out and you're non-running friends, they pretty much are always asking you, what are you training for? Mm-hmm. Or what race are you doing? Kind of like, why on earth would you be doing this if you don't have a race? <laughs> and so you feel compelled to always have something like an excuse for why you need to go out and do this run. Um, and I think, I do think that some of it too, is it almost gives you this like, 
it's okay for me to take the time to go run for an hour because I'm training for a race. And when they don't have that race, they start to feel guilty about taking the time. Right. Definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you prefer bigger or smaller uh, races? I know some people didn't re- don't realize that either. Like some people like a small atmosphere race where it's a small town type race. And then some people prefer it to be a big race like Chicago or, you know, something that is more well-known where you're going to have thousands of runners. Yeah, I think they both have their merit. So I tend to find a smaller race is almost Mm. better when I'm trying to like really crush a time goal because I'm not going to weave around people or (laughs) deal with like the stress of like starting corrals and stuff like that. Um, So they work out great for that. But I think when you're going for like your first or for an experience, sometimes those big ones can be really incredible. True. Yes, that is that is true. A nice world major um, yes. can change your attitude. <laughs> um, but you know what I loved because I, I was going through your your website. I love that you were you you know you talked about um, middle of the pack people. You know people who you know aren't aren't trying to run Boston because you know that seems to be like the goal of every person that ever you know runs a marathon. <laughs> I want to run Boston. I love you. Mm-hmm. Say hey, you people are not even trying to qualify for Boston. These are the kind of people I I help. I really want to know, how do you come up with your blogs? Like, is it just kind of what's going on that day or do you kind of plan it out? Like, how do you come up with the ideas for what you want to write about? I literally have like an ongoing list that I've kind of kept forever that I'm always adding to with ideas. Um, And some of it is social media helps a great deal now because people are asking me questions. And so it immediately tells me, like, if I hear that question a few times, there are a lot of other people who need this answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped tremendously in the past. It was just kind of, yeah, my every day, almost like while you're out running the things I would think about or wonder about, or if I had a question about it, I would go research it and see if it was interesting enough to turn into an article. Mm-hmm. And I know on your social media, I love that you do polls a lot. I think you're one of the people that I follow the most that you ask questions to your followers and you're asking them, I think to me, it's for you to understand who is following you and the kind of what their experience levels are and kind of how their day-to-day life is. And it seems like to me, that is a good way that you probably pull some topics as well. Yeah, it's very funny. I started a thing called Friday polls, mm-hmm. like maybe last January even. And it is something that I get messages about every week. Like people look forward to it and it's the topics have ranged. Initially I was gathering a lot of information. Now it's, I mean, I will ask the craziest things about Mm -hmm. like, would you pick (laughs) pizza or tacos? Do you eat better or does your partner eat better? Like, and it is, I think it's interesting because at the end of the day, people start to see like where they thought maybe they kind of, we're, weird we're very not. alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. No one else yeah. would think this. They're right. like, oh, yes. 50% of the other people also said this. <laughs> I'm not alone. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the one, one I, it could have been last week or the week before last, you mentioned, and correct me, Amanda, it was something about wiping off equipment at the gym it was like either white what was it wiping off equipment at the gym or what what or someone you getting worse? on the treadmill next to you yes that's what it was that's what it was so someone getting on the treadmill next to you what bothers you more someone getting on the treadmill next to you or someone not wiping off their equipment after they've yeah. used it at the gym and yeah. it was just very interesting to which see which one won which one won not remember. wiping off ended up winning. winning. It was close, though. <laughs> yeah, it was close. <laughs> what is it? I mean, I just Americans, we are so like we can't stand anybody close to us. Like, look, I need uh, I need a one treadmill <laughs> cushion between me and the other runner. Right. So, yeah, that is true, because like I'll go to the gym and I'll like try to find like that treadmill way Bird off away. by myself and nobody's over there. Or you get or it's someone so comes right next to you and you're like, bro, you had all of these other. <laughs> There are treadmills. Why did you come right next to me? But then you also yep. realize that there are a lot of people that like that competition. Like, especially if you're running and they're about mm-hmm. to run, they're like, oh, I'm going to get right here. Mm-hmm. So it could be a yeah. lot of other things that <laughs> kind of comes to their mind. 
So yeah. are there certain questions, Amanda, that you feel like you always get, especially more so on the running side as a run coach? Are there things that you feel like you always get? Like I know some people ask about endurance and pace. Are those kind of like your generic questions that you get all the time? Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions on kind of, yeah, I can't get past the three mile or I can't get past the five mile. So it is kind of that I'm trying to run a little farther and I keep getting stuck. Um, that question comes up a lot. And mm-hmm. usually my first answer is you're probably going to have to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a difference between like, I want to be fast and I want to go far. And sometimes you've got to slow down to go a little farther and then you can work on speed again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that comes up a lot. And then honestly, I feel like I get a lot of injury questions, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and about 90% of the time I'm then referring people to everything I've written on how to strengthen your hips and your core. Cause mm-hmm. that gets rid of most of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. And so you would say that basically building endurance before speed kind of is the, steps it kind of depends on the person's goal um but i think when a lot of people have decided like yeah they want to do that half marathon or something and they just are like but i can't run more than five miles Mm -hmm. and so usually i'm like well pick a weekend and like just let yourself go a little slower you will run farther Mm -hmm. um and like so then it's a balance of like having those speed workout days and and learning to run easy is probably the hardest thing for a lot of people Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. especially when you've decided you want to go longer it really is like learning what easy means because we stay in that gray zone because we're watching our watch and so Mm -hmm. if I did three miles at that pace well that doesn't mean you should do six miles at that pace if you're just starting out Mm -hmm. um and so learning to not be so worried about that is is huge right definitely definitely well, I know for me, the, the, like I said, the tips and the tricks that you put on your page are always awesome. And I feel like you also kind of debunk myths that <laughs> in regards to running and what should really be done and what should not be done. One of the most recent posts you um, talked about is foam rolling as soon as you get done running and how that is not as effective. Do you want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah. So the foam roller is something that I do love. And I think it's amazing before we work out, it warms up our muscles. But after the run, there are like a number of things kind of happening in your body. One, your muscles are dehydrated and they're tense and they're kind of inflamed. And so the last thing we want to do in that immediate, like I'm done is to make any inflammation worse by kind of like rubbing on a muscle that's tight and doesn't have enough water in it. So foam rolling actually moves water out of your muscles because it's working your fashion. So if your muscles already dehydrated, you're potentially just going to cause a problem. Um, And I think we're also in a hurry because we're either doing it in the morning or the evening or at lunch, like we have something else to do. And so we're not taking the time to like really get into a spot and work on, you know, where we might have tension or the other big thing that I see a lot of is people rolling their IT band. Mm. And that's a big no, no. Um, Cause you can't actually stretch your IT band. So mm. you've got to work everything around it. That's tight. Um, but when you're done and that thing feels tight, you want to roll on it because mm. you think it's going to feel good. Um, so yeah, it's, it's funny. I love kind of learning those things or one of the newest ones that came out is like not using ice when you have an injury, um, which we've been told forever. And now all the studies are saying like, that's actually not good. Mm. Not to use ice when you're injured. Yeah. So it actually delays the healing process. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the guy who came up with the rice, so rest, ice, compress, elevate, Uh has come out and said he wishes he had never come up with that because all these people are using ice and Mm -hmm. shouldn't. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I love, um, I try to kind of watch journals and stuff for, for new information or new studies because I think it's fascinating. Right. And I think that's the beauty of your site is that you always have a scientific backup from with the information that you're providing. I mean, it's so much information. I mean, there's so much. You even have information on if somebody decides they want to be you and start their own blog. <laughs> you even have information about that. Here's I mean, what you, you, do. you guys got to go to her site. So definitely. So you have all this information mm-hmm. on the site. 
what made you decide you wanted to, to do a book? I kind of had the idea in the back of my head for a long time, but I thought it would be something way down a road. And honestly, a publisher came to me and said, you know, we think you should do this. And I kind of thought about it for a while because I didn't want to put out something that I felt like already existed. Mm -hmm. And so I really looked around and sort of said, I think I can bring my brand of kind of humor and lightheartedness and talking really to the middle of the pack and create a training guide that takes them from all the way from that dynamic warm up that I preach nonstop through like race day nerves and, and everything. Um, and that mindset of really owning that you're a runner and how that changes everything for you. So I'm, I'm super excited about it and really grateful they reached out and kind of pushed me to do it sooner than I probably would have. Yes. How long did it take you to write? <laughs> probably two months. I write very fast. Wow, <laughs> Amanda. Wow. Yes, you are definitely a writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I am a very I'm a very intentional and very organized person. Um so yes, so I had a process. So for me it actually went very quickly. Um I would say book number 2 will probably take longer. Mm -hmm. Um but mm -hmm. this I also had a lot of for me I think background because I have 2000 articles on my website. So Gotcha. Right. I understand. Awesome. Now did the publisher like when you turned it in, because I have a few writer friends, so I'm always interested to see, like, when you turned it in, were you like, oh, my God, what are they going to say? Are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? Or did they kind of keep with you throughout the, because it's only two months, so I'm not sure if they had a chance to really <laughs> see any pages, but was the publisher kind of like, okay, you got it? Were you nervous when you handed it in? Yeah, so they gave me six months, and my particular editor was very hands-off, um, and so he did not want to read it or look at it until <laughs> the end of that six months, which was fine. That helped me, like, really edit and refine it. Um, and, yes, I was very nervous when I turned it in, but he really was like, nope, I think you nailed it, and then they sent it off, really, to start doing, like, the people who would help make sure I spelled things and commas and mm, fact yeah. checks mm. and everything like that. Yeah. Gotcha. A real, a, li a real live spell checker. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was very helpful. Exactly. exactly so, I'm sure. Sometimes what we think is on the page is not what's on the page. <laughs> oh, especially when you read it like 500 yes. times in your head, it's correct. Right. <laughs> yes, for sure. Exactly. So tell us the title a bit and tell us more. You're having a book tour, which I'm so excited and registered for. Tell us about that, Amanda. Yeah. So the book is Run to the Finish, the everyday runner's guide to avoiding injury, ignoring the clock and loving the run. And yes, I am super excited to do a book tour, mostly because I wanted to just have these events where I could meet up with other runners because that was the whole reason I started all of this. Um, so meeting more people face to face. And the first event I'm doing, as you said, is there in Atlanta. Yes. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, man, I, the Olympic trials, yes. they're so incredible. And so I was like, let's take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, that's the first place. And then I've got nine other cities planned after that. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy and it's a lot, but I'm, I'm really excited. Yes, that I am sounds, really excited. It sounds like fun because it's not going to be just a regular, you know, Bookstore. book yeah. signing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a participation kind of thing, correct? Yeah, I'm going to stand there and read the book. No, um, <laughs> I really wanted these to feel like events. So, yeah, we're going to do a group run for all paces. I've got, you know, a number of brands providing food and swag. And depending on the city, we'll do talks on different things. Um, so in New York, I'm really excited to have a physical therapist. We're going to talk about prehab. Um, there in Atlanta, Charlie, um, who is the runner beans, who yes. actually has a cookbook out. We're mm -hmm. going to talk a little bit on nutrition. Um, 
So yeah, really each one will kind of be its own thing, but it'll be an event and and I think a lot of fun. Yes, and I'm really excited. So for those that are wanting to participate, I know we have some non-Atlanta listeners as well, but definitely go on to Run to the Finish, her website, to be able to register. For those in Atlanta, that is going to be the Friday of the Olympic Trials, February 28th at 2 p.m. So definitely go on, check it out, register, pre-order the book. The the book right now is in pre-order status, so definitely pre-order books so you can get it. Yeah. Super excited. And for those who are looking for a coach, we're trying something new because I feel like the one-to-one coaching, A, I knew I couldn't help as many people and it's very costly. Um, So we're trying a new group coaching program so that people can kind of get access to a coach to ask all their questions all the time um, and get a community support um, through kind of a group coaching program. Um, And I'm happy to kind of send a link so people can check that out too. But I think it'll just be a nice way when folks are like, I'm following this training plan. I don't really need someone 24 seven, but man, it would really help if I could ask a coach like all these things. And so to have access to that group, we're going to try that out so that it's kind of a super cheap, like 17 bucks a month to get access to coaches, myself and a couple other coaches. Yeah. That sounds good. Nice. That's you know, I think that a lot of people would enjoy that versus yeah. having someone kind of in their face all day, every day. Like, did you do this? Did it? You know, yeah. there's different personalities that would definitely benefit yes. from group coaching versus the one-on-one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So you are coming in, obviously, being in Atlanta for the Olympic trials. What are you looking forward to the most for that weekend? I'm so we're we are so pumped because obviously we live in Atlanta, but (laughs) we are pumped about it being here. (laughs) I worked in Atlanta one summer in college, actually. Mm. So I it'll be good to be back. It's been a long time. Um, Yeah, gosh, just seeing the runners. So I went to the Olympic trials when they were in Houston and just being able to see them is so incredible. I wish I could stay for the event on Sunday and actually run because you are so fired up. Uh, I was going to ask if you were staying. (laughs) I wanted to, but because of all the other travel, I had to come home, but I was like, Oh gosh, it will be the best run of your life after you watch them. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I'm running. I'm I was not overzealous and I'm doing the 5k and you know, a part of me is like, Oh, I should have did the half because I probably would have been so pumped, but it's still going to be a good time. I think I just really want to be able to cheer people on because I know a lot of people are making that weekend their first I know a a good number of people that are doing their first half or first full because because of exactly what you just said Amanda everybody's going to be fired up and inspired from seeing all the elites out there on the on the roads yeah which is so exciting and there is nothing like that first whatever first finish line it is mm-hmm. so that's really exciting right and it's always a pr your first is always a pr <laughs> exactly. you know what i never thought about that that is true that's a good it one it's always a pr all right amanda so last thing um i just want to ask if you had three myths that you would want to debunk to the running community or runners what would it be Ooh. So the big one is always that running is bad for your knees. It's not. (laughs) I mean, I've talked to like numerous doctors and they're like, nope, it's not that running is bad for your knees. But like, yes, what I talked about before, if you're weak in your core, you've got bad form, you're going to hurt yourself just like you would in any sport. Mm -hmm. That's my big one. Um, Another one would probably be that like there's this perfect shoe so we went from like oh we should run barefoot became like the really big thing Mm -hmm. and a ton of people got injured and then like we're swinging to hokas which i do actually really enjoy but Mm -hmm. like you have to find the shoe that's right for you Mm -hmm. so there is no like oh we should all run in this one exact thing right um i think that's really helpful just to feel like it's okay i like this shoe and that's fine Mm -hmm. um the other one, whoa, another myth. I know I kind of sprung that question <laughs> on you. <laughs> I know, but, but it's good. Um, carbo loading. So that mm. would be the other one. Um, so 
for years and years, we've talked about like the pasta dinner the night Mm. before the race. Mm -hmm. And then it leaves so many people feeling sluggish Mm -hmm. and yucky on race morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of that's because maybe you don't normally eat pasta. Um, But also to do carbo loading correctly, you actually have to go through a phase of deloading, meaning like super low carbohydrate. And most people don't realize that that's why you would get a huge benefit from a sudden influx of mm-hmm. carbs. Um, so yeah, just, just eat your normal carbs. Don't feel like you've got to go crazy. Like just eat normally. You're fine. Right. Right. Definitely. And I think you, you mentioned one other one on your site and I think you talked about this in another podcast about fuel through the races, through races Mm. as well. Like sometimes we overfuel or do too much or think that we're helping our body when we may not be in the long run. Yeah. I mean, for forever, like every gel packet out there was like, you should take one every 30 to 45 Mm. minutes. And (laughs) we would all be like, carrying a whole book book bag of fuel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. And so kind of, again, learning like, oh, I don't actually need that. And especially when we're starting out and, you know, we're running six miles or whatever, we don't really need anything special to do six miles. Um, And so, yeah, kind of, that process of learning sports nutrition is it definitely takes a while. And I think just, yeah, looking around for like the right people to give you the information is another really big one. Right. And just learning yourself. I think so many times as runners, we read books, we we do all of this research and then we're saying, you know what? That's me. I just need to do it just exactly how Mm -hmm. they said it. But every runner is different from your gait, how you eat, what you can eat before and after races is always different. And it's almost to me, a trial and error type situation. Like you have to figure out what works best for you and your body. A hundred percent. Definitely. Well, Amanda, tell everyone how they can find you. Of course, we love this episode, but tell everybody how they can find you and get more information about you. Get your book, pre-sell your book, and even come to some of your run tour. Absolutely. So I am run to the finish on pretty much every platform there is, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, To find out more about the tour, if you go to runtothefinish.com slash tour, You'll see all the locations, all the dates and things like that um, and find any other information there to, to keep up with what's going on. Awesome. You guys, you don't want to miss following her. Um, even if you can't make it to the book tour, definitely follow her on social media. She has some good tips, tricks, amazing personality, and just amazing information and knowledge and is definitely warm and welcoming with it. So definitely check her out. Give her a follow. Thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. And I will see you Friday, February 28th. I will be there. <laughs> can't wait all right have a good one amanda that was a great interview could you just not feel her energy through so much energy and you guys gotta go to her website because it is chock full Mm -hmm. of information of information go to her website go to her instagram page follow her instagram do her polls like she is just a wealth of knowledge and is very humble with it and also she caters to the middle of the pack of course she has information for all areas but caters to the middle of the pack because the average runner is the middle a middle of a packer not everybody is elite so congratulations amanda on your book and you all i hope you enjoyed that interview exactly and we can't wait to see you to when you get back when you get to atlanta yes we cannot um, wait before the trials so Mm -hmm. india what's up <laughs> how can they reach me, Tommy? Yeah, how can they get in touch with you? So you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore indigo, which is E N D I G O runs. So that's I of under excuse me, I of indigo runs. You can also find me on Facebook at India Cook. And if you would like to email me, ask me a question, anything like that, you can DM me or you can email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. What about you, Tommy? T Mitch. Oh, sorry. Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two <laughs> at gmail.com. Teamage68 on Instagram. And then, of course, the Run Duo uh, Instagram. You yes. can, you know, hit us up there. Just hit us in the DM and um, we'll get with you. Yeah. So definitely hit us up. And if you see us out there on the trials, don't be afraid to say hello. Come on up. Speak to us. 
and we will see y'all in two weeks.